All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast for Tuesday, March 4th, 2020. I am your host, Detroit sports writer and longtime Red Wings fan, Nolan Bianchi, here today, as always, with my co-host, Ethan Smith. Bit of an interesting show for you guys today. We're going to go over what remains on the Red Wings schedule, maybe make a few predictions here and there. Uh, just kind of talk about how they have, you know, the, one of the toughest strength of schedules, I think the toughest strength of schedule, uh, in the NHL to close out their final 15 games of the season. Uh, that number 15, uh, of course, including last night's game against the Colorado Avalanche. We are recording this right before puck drops. So unfortunately we're not going to recap that one, but let's assume it was a loss. Uh, we do want to go through we do want to go through the rest of uh rest of the schedule as well as give you guys an update on what's going on in grand rapids they have fallen out of playoff position uh so just kind of touch on what's going on up there but first we would like to introduce my co-host ethan how are you i'm doing all right dude i was driving home from work Mm -hmm. to come here Mm -hmm. and you know when to the studio yes but yeah specify drive down to the studio around the studio Underneath the studio. Anyway, so you know when you're driving and it's like there's like four lanes and we're all going one way and it's separated by median and then, you know, U-turns. So there's a dude that came out of the Michigan turn and it's just me and I'm all the way in the right lane. And this dude pulls out, goes all the way my lane, then goes 20 when I'm going 50. And then he says, hey, very. And then he goes, hey, guess what? I'm going to turn right here. And there's nobody behind me. Oh, what a what a jerk! That's how my day was today. Inconsiderate. Yeah, but you don't have to deal with rush hour traffic. So that's kind of nice. Yeah, I go opposite. I'm, I go the opposite way of traffic. Yeah, it's pretty great. That's always good. Um, so yeah, let's just get right into it. The Red Wings. Let's do it. <laughs> the Red Wings, uh, who've had an impossible season, uh, have an impossible schedule to close out the year. Their most winnable game comes on Friday against the Chicago Blackhawks, and that is. Uh, I say winnable because, I mean, they're the lowest team in the standings that they play for the rest of the year, and they're only six points out of a playoff position. Uh, so if, if that doesn't help paint the picture for it, we will get into it a little bit. They got three games left against the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are 41-19-5 and and in currently in second place in the Atlantic. They face the Metro-leading Capitals twice. They have row games against division leaders Boston, who's 41-13-2, Vegas, 36-23-8, and St. Louis, 39, 17, and 10. Uh, that's all before the month of March. They got seven other games outside of those guys. Uh, we did talk about the Blackhawks, so six other games. Four opponents remaining are either tied for a wild card position or within six points of a, a, a playoff position. One of those teams obviously includes the Blackhawks. And then the other three games are against teams currently in a, a playoff spot. So it so does. You're saying, not- so you're saying it's not going to be easy. No, and especially because, like, yeah, like, I, I've seen the argument be made on Twitter that there will be some teams who have their, you know, positioning locked up. But, I mean, just the way that everything's going to come down to it right now, it's still a pretty tight race atop the conference. Uh, if not, you know, simply, you know, within those two uh, and second and third seeded teams within their respective divisions, uh, teams, unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately, if you're a Red Wings fan, have a lot to play for coming down the stretch, regardless of whether they link, lock up a playoff spot or not, simply because of the fact that home ice advantage in the playoffs is so important. So you don't even, I mean, you kind of consider the the best teams on this list uh, some of their breaks uh, because 
you know, the teams around the fringe are going to be circling this one on the calendar, hoping to uh, give it their all to, to definitely to pick up a win. Pad some stats. Pad some stats, you know, put two points up in the win column and, and keep it moving. Uh, you got to think, too, that this is towards the end of the year. If these guys have some bonuses in their contract. You know, if they get 30 goals or, like, you know, 40 assists, 30 assists, that's like an extra million dollars there. Do you think any Red Wings are up for any, like, end-of-season bonuses? Like, let me rephrase that. Yes. Do you think any Red Wings have outperformed an expectation so well that they might get a bonus at the end of the year? Well, I know... Bertuzzi and Larkin both have 18 goals tied for the team lead, which is shocking in itself. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Larkin's already got 30 assists, so, I mean, that could have been one. I don't think he's going to get another 10. Um, What? Let's see, Bertuzzi's got 24 assists, so maybe if he gets six more, he'll get a little bony. But, whoops, probably shouldn't say bony, huh? No, you could say bony. It's slang for bonus. Right, okay. What were you thinking? I, that's something I'm going to use for the rest of my life. A little bony? I wow. like that. <laughs> All right. Hey, why don't you toss in a little bony check, huh? Right, yeah. Jesus Christ. End of the year bony. Can't wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway, Larkin's got 48 points. Maybe if it's 50 or 60, you'll get a bonus, but bony butt, like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, anyway. you know, I mean, the end of season bonies are definitely, uh, you know, they were the, the topic that... That we started talking about, and I mean, I love end of the season bonies, but I think the more shocking thing that you bring up, and I, I didn't fully grasp until <laughs> right this second. Yeah. Oh, I see. I see what we did there. But, I mean, I think the shocking thing is, and while it would take kind of maybe not a miracle to happen, but while it would. I certainly wouldn't bet against it. I think it's shocking that there's still a chance that the Red Wings don't have a 20-goal scorer this year. I mean, you got to think there's so much time left that somebody's one of them is going to hit it. I mean, they have to hit it. But, I mean, I know Larkin's career high is 20. I mean, it just stinks he doesn't have much around him to help. I mean, there's just really, what else can you say? Right. Yeah, but, got, what is our goal differential, you know? Yeah, and but here's the thing is like, I mean, that's a good point, too, is when you're facing all these teams, not only are they going to be uh, they're the best teams in the league, but they also have the best goaltending in the league. And uh, I think, you know, that specifically is something that the Red Wings are going to have to worry about as they come through this final 15-game stretch is uh, how to put pucks in the back of the net. And like I said, I definitely don't see it happening, especially, you know, if Phillips Adina comes back, there's some guys in there who could make a difference. Uh but I, while I don't see neither of them finishing with 20 goals, I think it's possible. I have a good question for you. Yeah. Do you think that we are watching the final, is that how many games we have left? 16? 14 after the Avalanche game. 14. Do you think we're watching the final 14 games of Jonathan Erickson's career in the NHL? Ooh, yes. I believe, actually, uh, Ken Daniels said something on the broadcast the other night about him moving back to Sweden at the end of this year. I mean, I think for all intents and purposes, Jonathan Erickson has had a pretty good NHL career. I know he was like the detractor, or not a detractor. There, He had a lot of detractors. And he's he, a tractor? Yeah, he's a tractor trailer. Uh, John Deere. Just doesn't move like one. Um, or he does move or like one. Or he does move like one. Depends what kind of tractor, I guess. But 
Uh, <laughs> what kind of tractor moves fast? Are we talking those tractors that have like those V12 engines in them that they use for drag racing? Yeah, or in the movie Cars. Oh my God. I mean, he was like, he, he was, everybody in that movie was fast, but I think, like, you know, I, I, I think when you look at Mater's uh, uh, peak velocity, uh, whether it be in a panic or it be, you know, because of excitement, I, I think Mater really kind of lifted a lot of trailer stereotypes, kind of, I don't know, just a, just a very brave movie A lot, movie of, lot of torque on that one. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, Jonathan Erickson has had a, what would, for all intents and purposes, be considered a very successful NHL career drafted in the ninth round, 291st overall in 2002, and here we are in the year 2020, wondering if this is going to be his last game as a Red Wing. I have a soft spot in my heart for Jonathan Erickson. I think he is not as bad of a player as I think you know historically fans have wanted to pick him out as. He was a lot of times the worst defenseman on the teams that were winning Stanley Cups, but I mean that's not really saying that much. Uh, the odds were stacked against him. He he had to be the guy to make the mistakes. You're just saying that because that was his birthday yesterday. Well, yeah, maybe. Uh, but age 36, still kicking it in the NHL. I mean, that's not bad. Making 4.25 million a year. Uh, he had a couple. He had a couple decent, prolific offensive seasons uh, in the mix. 2014, 2015, uh, both years had three goals, 12 assists. That's also Jonathan Erickson had. Three seasons where he had exactly three goals and 12 assists. That's pretty cool. No way, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Jesus Christ. What was his best plus minus? His best plus minus ever was in 2011, 2012 when he had 16. Now, I think that was, I I am 99% positive that was a year where Detroit went on that 23-game home winning streak. So, paints was, a picture. I was of what, at one of those games. We were at one of those games. I think we went was to it? a game against the Blues. Blues, yeah. During I, that well, streak. I was also at a game versus Buffalo, too. I remember Johan Franzen scoring on a breakaway, high glove side on Ryan Miller. That streak is something that we will definitely get into on Red Wings Rewind. Oh, definitely. It's like one of the top things on my list just because it's one of the more recent, like, That's a good one. cool things to happen. But I will never forget. I think one of the best Red Wings moments of the decade, like, they didn't win anything this decade. I think one of the best moments is Pavel Datsyuk's score against the Nashville Predators. I think to either tie the record or like be one short of the record, uh, he scored in like the final five seconds, and it's just one of the greatest Ken Daniels calls of all time. Gotta love it. Let's do it. Uh, but anyways, to answer your question, I think yes, this will definitely be Jonathan Erickson's last season of the oh, NHL. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Forgot we were talking about that. Uh, but I do have a question for you. Shoot. Now they've got these fourteen games last week. We, we covered it already. Three against the Lightning, two against the Capitals. They play Chicago, uh, the Florida Panthers, Arizona Coyotes, uh, Vegas, Philly, Boston, St. Louis, Toronto. Uh, I think that's it. I don't think I missed any. Tampa Bay one more time. Tampa Bay. Said, yeah. yeah, well, just, just out of those teams, which do you see as the most winnable game? Now, do you want the answer from my... Brain or from my heart? Whichever one is more entertaining, I suppose. Well, statistically speaking, we have beat the Boston Bruins three times this year. Wow. And I'm thinking this is going to be the one that's going to put us for a solid 14 wins on the season. Or do we already have 15? They have 15. 16. (laughs) I mean, I think that is a reasonable take to have, but also... 
Uh, I no, think honestly, it'd probably be like Arizona. Yeah, I mean, it, you're probably right. <laughs> That's probably more likely. Darcy Kemper's not going to be back before then. But also, they're still they're like right in the mix. I think they're only two games out of a playoff spot. So, uh, I mean, that game is coming up in three weeks, two th- or like two and a half weeks. So, I mean, it definitely kind of it, there can be a material change that would contradict, you know, the intensity of whatever opponent, you know, if they fall eight games out of a playoffs or eight points out of a playoff spot by yeah. then, it's not the same situation at I'm all. I'm changing my mind. I'm changing my mind. It's okay. going to be Florida. That's the game we're going to win. They cannot win at home. They are on a losing streak in their last 10. They stink right now. They're trading away. They traded away Trocheck for absolutely no reason. Hey, hey, it's going to be, it's going to be Florida. And then they're going to roll that into Arizona. And then they're going to beat Vegas. And then we're going to go to Boston. And, and we're nice going to win the game. Nice little four-game winning streak. Yes. And then we're going to lose the rest to finish the year. Wow. I don't know how you got here, but I love it. I love the energy. Thanks. Uh, got a lot going on in my brain right now. I can tell. I love it. Maybe I'll have you uh, guest host one of these days. That sounds good to me, man. Just hit me up. <laughs> but uh, you do make a good point about the Florida Panthers. They are also a team that could easily fall out of things depending on how things shake up. Uh, over the next couple weeks, but that game is coming up a little bit closer than that Arizona game that'll be on March 16th. Uh, but you do make a good point about, you know, they haven't been very good as of late. They haven't been good in their last 10. They've lost three in a row, uh, and they are 19-17-4 and 17 and four against Eastern Conference teams, so not very good against the East. 10-8-1 in their own division. Detroit's 8-13-1 in their own division, so not a lot of disparity there. I think if you're looking for wins, uh, I would probably pick one of the teams in the division. I'm going to kind of go out on a limb here and make a crazy statement and say it's going to be the Lightning just because of the fact that you play them the, three times over the final stretch. and Stamkos is also out too. Yeah, and I think that there's a chance that one of those games gets overlooked. I don't necessarily know if the logic is there all the way on that one, but I think when you play a team three times – and you go through game film the first time, go through game film the second time. Maybe when you get to that third time, yeah, a little more careless. Say, I know what they're about. We beat them, you know, by a combined score of 16 to 2 over the last two games, whatever it'll be. Uh, I think you might be able to catch the Lightning napping. Columbus definitely caught him napping last year in the playoffs. Hey, oh. Hey, oh. How about that? Let's never do that again. Fair enough. Um, I didn't like it either. <laughs> I do have another question, though. Shoot from the hip. What if they do get a win for the rest of the year? And I'm thinking this because Jimmy Howard got absolutely ran in his last game against Minnesota. What are the odds? Like, what is your true odds on percentage that Jimmy Howard wins a game this year? I got to go under 5%. Ah, dude. It just really, I feel so bad for the guy. I do too. This is potentially the end of his career with the Red Wings, and he won two games. Like, I, I feel bad. I mean, Osman might bring him back just because simply, I what team is going to sign him? You know what? With the stats, no, yeah, he might just thirty-five. That's very possible. He just retires after this year. That sucks so much. He and I deserve that. I think all things that I've been reading to, uh, everything that I've been reading about. Jonathan Bernier and everything I read about him at the deadline is Detroit doesn't want to have to go out and find two goaltenders this offseason. Mm-hmm. That was a big part of, uh, you know, why they should keep him. So I think that 
one way or another, a decision has probably already been made. I don't think he's coming back. So then it becomes, will Jimmy Howard win another game in a Red Wings uniform, which is far more depressing. But just want to get your thoughts on it. I say under 5%. I would say 2 to 4%. I'll give it like 20. What? I think he'll, I think he's got it. Dude, I'd feel so bad if he gets two wins in October. He had one, he had one win the beginning of this year, October 5th, and then he won one more game, and we're in March. He's got to win one more. They got to, they got to strap it on for him at least once and get him a win. I don't know, man. I don't think this season is working like that. I don't think there's any good karma working in the Red Wings' favor. Uh, despite how good of a you know NHL goaltender Jimmy ha- Jimmy Howard has been, uh, but what are you gonna do if he does do it? I don't know. I'll jump in a lake. What in April or March? Yeah. That, then you're gonna get <laughs> then you're gonna get pneumonia, and then you're gonna get the Rony virus. The Rony virus is that yeah. what we're calling the Corona? I love it. Rony virus. Yes. We're going to have some bony episodes. Oh, dude. Lots of bony so content. Many. We're going to do it, it, what? We do an extra podcast once a week. Going to guess what it's going to be called? Bony episode. Bony episodes. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Talk about Zambonis. <laughs> bony episode. Uh, fish Bony Grill in Greektown. Oh, we'll, right. we'll eat at Fish Bony Grill. Oh, my God. I don't know. I'm not going to let you get out of this. What, <laughs> what are you, you going to do if he wins a game? I'll... Uh, I'll get his. N- <laughs> I shouldn't say this out loud. I'll get his name and number tattooed on my back as if it was a jersey. <laughs> I wouldn't make you do that. That's <laughs> awful. Um, I've got. It. I okay. Okay. We if if he wins one more game this year. Yeah. You have to buy a five game party pack of Red Wings. You know the tickets, mm-hmm. and then we have to go. Okay, and then we're gonna do a podcast in the car on the way home. So your punishment is me taking you to five Red Wings games for free. Yep, that hardly seems fair. I mean, I'm I'm for it because I don't want to do anything that's like I life threatening. I will buy you one beer and drive to two of them. Okay, that's fair. Wait, one, one, one beer, beer per game. One beer per game, okay. and then I will drive to two of them. That sounds good. Unfortunately, I'm going to get uh, screwed on the face value of those tickets, though, because if I just bought them on the secondary market, they'd probably be a lot cheaper. But it's a punishment for a reason. Well, now, do you, are we going against you know picking the, the good teams, the original six package, or wh- what are we talking here? I get to pick two of them, <laughs> and they're going to be against Chicago and Montreal. Okay. And then, you, and then the rest of the games have to be the three worst teams in the league other than us. I mean that sounds fair. All I hear is free beer, so one per game. We'll see. See if we can get you a little loose. I want maybe, some, maybe I a want, bony beer. I, I, <laughs> you might get a bony beer. All right, last segment of the day. You ready? You ready to move on from this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Last bit of business to attend to today is that Grand Rapids Griffins update. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, not too uh, not too good of a stretch for our old friends up in Van Andel. They've lost four in a row, three of them uh, against a, a, a team that they're really battling for position within the Central in the San Antonio Rampage, who 
a lot like the Griffins were, you know, just kind of hanging around in the mix, like a lot of the three through eight teams in the Central Division. And this is just kind of the way it's going to go for the rest of the year, as long as these teams uh, remain equal. Uh, right now, let's see, there's f- one point separating teams three through six in those standings. So every game is crucial, but every division game is, is even more so uh, important. I mean, if the Griffins split two out of the four games that they've lost, they're you know firmly in third place in division, but instead they're on the outside looking in at fifth, uh, tied with the Rockford Icehogs and the Chicago Wolves. Uh, so just not an ideal time to hit a four-game winning streak, especially coming off of, of such losing good play. Streak. Losing streak. Pardon me, losing streak. Not a great time to go on a four-game losing streak. Uh, and, you know, I think that maybe some of the Red Wings have been spending, a, or some of the Griffins have been spending a little too much time with the Red Wings lately. They uh, they lost their most recent one against the Texas Stars in very Red Wings fashion, losing 4-2 to after taking a 2-0 second period lead. So I think it might be rubbing off a little bit on them. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Uh, but the good news is they do have, or, you know, they are in a situation where they can kind of control their fate down the stretch. Of course, it'll take, uh, it'll take winning games outside of, you know, who they play within those three through six spots. But they got two games left against the Rampage. Their first uh, is coming up tonight against, uh, or they're, they're on the road in San Antonio. And then they got two over the weekend against Rockford, uh, who we just mentioned are, are right there. Uh, I think they're sixth place. Um, and then two more against the Chicago Wolves. So a lot of games left against those teams that they're battling for position for. Uh, they're going to play the Texas Stars a couple of times uh, as we finish up the season here. The Bakersfield Condors, a uh, couple games against the Milwaukee Admirals. Now that's not ideal because they are the top team in the Central Division, and they do close their season against the Admirals. But uh, for all intents and purposes, this is make or break time for the Grand Rapids Griffins. Fortunately for them, they weren't cast out too far out of the picture by uh, this losing streak. I mean, realistically, they haven't been cast out of the picture at all. Uh, They're tied for a playoff spot right now. But, uh, yeah, it it would be ultra disappointing if the Griffins didn't make the playoffs and we didn't get to see Mo Sider in a Red Wings jersey this year. I think that's, like, the thing that I'm thinking about most. Because, remember, he took that hit a couple weeks ago, went down to the ice, hit his head. It was a clean hit, but uh, he's been out with a head injury ever since. And, uh, I mean, just be just be really super unfortunate to, to not get to see him finish out the rest of the year. Yeah, I really want to go to some Grand Rapids playoff games, so I really hope they win it. Yeah, and we had talked to uh, – we, have, we have talked about that before too. So, basically – if they don't make the playoffs, they will be depriving the, the listeners of bony content. Extra content. Yeah. So much more content for you guys. If they make the playoffs. If they don't make the playoffs, they'll, they'll be deprived. Well. <clears throat> so you got to root for Grand Rapids wins, guys. You know, it's you about, know, think about your, think about us. You know. The games that we wanted to go to. I know. We'll have another update for you on the other side of this weekend uh, on the Grand Rapids Griffins. Thank you guys for listening. Shut up. We're, we're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, thank you. I guys. wanted to wrap it's, us up. Uh, why are you saying it now? All right, fine. Go I want to wrap us. Go all ahead. right. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Locked On Red Wings podcast. You can follow Nolan at Nolan Paul John Bianchi on Twitter. That's not true. And you could follow me at uh, on Venmo at. E3095. Feel free to send me some money. I have a lot of 
Bills. You can also uh, find the podcast on Twitter at LO underscore Red Wings. And be sure to uh, press the subscribe button. Send this episode to somebody if you enjoyed it and see if you can get them to subscribe as well. We're trying to build a community here. Uh, and we appreciate your feedback every step of the way. So we'll see you guys tomorrow to uh, probably touch on touch on the uh, most recent game against the Avalanche and then look ahead uh, to what else we have in front of us. So side note, side note too, if you want to advertise anything about your life, like hey, like my name's John. Are are you also a Locked On Red Wings podcast fan? Same here. You guys want you want to hang out and watch the Red Wings game or the Tigers in the summer and get a beer? Sometimes I get lonely. If you want to do that for like five episodes, you know, give us a ring. No one will pick up every single time. Just let us know. Yeah, we do not have a very high standard for guests on this show. I think you might be already tell by the fact that I brought Ethan on to co-host. Uh, <clears throat> no, you're never taking us out again, by the way. Uh, that was just a, a dismal performance. Uh, I'd like another run at it, maybe in like a month. <laughs> yeah, maybe. We'll see. Maybe uh, once a month thing? Yeah, maybe it's just one of those things where like I pretend to press record, but it's not actually recording anything <laughs> at all. And then you listen to it the next day. Maybe that's what will happen with this episode. Who knows? Whatever. Uh, <laughs> we'll check back here with you guys tomorrow. <laughs>